Oh, oh, excuse me, Mr. Ventura. I have to rest. Of course you do. Oh, the Wachatis believe they draw their power from these caves, but they now live in fear since the vanishing of their sacred bat. The one we're here to find, Mr. Ventura. You didn't say anything about a bat. What's the difference? What's the difference? Have you ever seen a bat? They're hideous. Lifeless, beady eyes, clawed feet, huge, grotesque wings. Wings! <laughs> they give you rabies, you know. <sighs> yes, quite. I see your point. But are you saying that you won't take the case? As a being of light, I must show compassion for all the living things of nature. Good. I'm not touching it, though. Who spanked you? Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic. We're going to talk about our free agency plans. We got some Giants news to cover. First of all, Justin, people are freaking out, but how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm doing decent. My brain is kind of in a million different places. I'm kind of scrambled. Uh, My school has extended our spring break, but we're also going to have stuff online, which if you're a fan of me, if you're a fan of the podcast, in a way, that's a good thing so I can create more content. Headed into uncharted territories, Bobby, but uh, I, I know how you like to deal with things is heading into uncharted territories and when society is heading into uncharted territories, you like to deal with things in a very unique way. Yeah. It's sometimes and I I'm, I delete tweets and I'm sure people have noticed that because sometimes I make a joke and then 20 minutes later, I'm like, you know what? What's the point of this joke? Yeah. I think it's funny, but it might bother some people. And obviously we're talking about freaking coronavirus, and, but I kind of have that Florida man mindset where, like I approach this like I do a hurricane by doing absolutely nothing but making jokes, you know, what I'm and that's just the way we kind of do things. It's a little different, I guess. Uh, it's not as prevalent down here in Florida either, or at least not that I know of. I also, I just don't freak out of things. I just, I just do not. I don't. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm wired differently than that. I don't have kids, and I know that affects it. But I just, I see all this, and I, I'm not, and I don't like downplay it. But I also like. There's not like any kind of like freak out in me. Honestly, I just, I just, I just think of jokes around it and call my friends and we, we, we make jokes. And then before, and I know people are gonna be like, how are you going to joke about something people are dying of? Have you ever made a diarrhea joke? Well, guess what's the leading cause, the leading cause of child deaths? Diarrhea. So before coming at me, uh, look at yourself and see if you ever made a diarrhea joke. Maybe you haven't. Anyways, I'm off my soapbox. I didn't appreciate how you told me that fun fact last night, probably at like 9 p.m. I'm like, I did not need to know how many people died of diarrhea. I didn't need to it's know It's a that. lot. And I'm not like trying, I'm not trying to make fun of it. It's just, it's a lot. So it's just one of those things. It's kind of, I just don't, I don't, I don't lose sleep over things like this. You know, I lose sleep over things like the Giants losing. I will say this. When you talk about the mentality between like Florida and New York or New Jersey or just the East Coast in general, because I mean, the mentality is different. Like it's it's very, very different. You had a tweet from either it was your personal account or it was the Simple Man Radio account last night 
where you said the Simpleman radio count is going off. I don't know who's doing it. If it's, it might be Zach, but it's going <laughs> off right now. It could be Lucy. You know, Lu- Lucy's been known to have some wild and crazy thoughts. Your pitbull. She, she's a hot take artist. <laughs> hot take artist. But you had a tweet that said, uh, "I'm getting really, I'm getting sick and tired of this of this coronavirus." I which, said this the coron- this coronavirus is starting to get on my nerves, and I was oh, I was facetiming my brother. When I typed that out, I'm like, I'm not going to send it. And he bullied me into pressing send on it. But I can tell you what I envisioned. What I envisioned was, uh, you know how Will Ferrell would play George Bush on Saturday Night Live? And they would make these jokes about Katrina. And they would say, "I'm gonna fi- we're going to fire Katrina. We're going to take her out. We're going to kill her. We're going to get her. And they made all these jokes. So I can just imagine you going out into the Florida land, into an open field, and just fighting and beating the crap out of the air. Because you, you're you're taking on Corona, you're taking it on. It's serious, I guess. I mean, when uh, when when sports start getting canceled, that's money out of rich people's pockets. So that's, I know people are like, oh, sports aren't that serious, and they're not, and they are escaping. At the end of the day, they're they're pretty vain. But like the, these owners, they don't like to lose money, and that's what they're doing through this. So it's got to be somewhat. I don't know. I I don't even know why we're tackling this. I ever you've heard people talk about this. For hours and hours, and you guys, you guys tune into this to hear about Giants football and hear us tell bad jokes. Basically, I don't think this is an attempt of us tackling the the complexity and the seriousness of this issue. That I think that was the least of what we just did these last four minutes. Can I give a take that's going <laughs> to really bother people? Sure, and then they'll click off and they won't be able to hear our free agency plans. Go right, go right ahead. All right, it's going to bother people, but I get crap because I follow the Levitical food laws. And people will say, why why don't you eat pork? Why don't you eat shellfish? Why don't you eat that? Guess what's in there? Bat. Anyways, I just wanted Ooh. to say that. Bat is in there. I'm not saying I would eat bat, even if I didn't follow those. But bat is one of those. You don't eat bats. And I did look it up because I just saw people saying it. And it sounded like something that people would just say. And it's not true. But it did come from bats. And it came uh, from people eating bats. You hate to see it. It's true. It, I I went and looked it up and like from a few articles just to make sure because you can find an article that says anything. But it's literally from people eating bats. Hate to see in, it. In the wet market. All right. Now that I pissed everyone off, let's talk about the Giants. Yeah, let's talk about the Giants. Uh, this might be we might be the last time we have like some relevant news. The Giants have brought back Elijah Penny, two years, one million dollars average uh, annual value, or something like that. And they released our favorite person that we've never seen play, George Asafo Ajay, a.k.a. the seventh-round pick out of Kentucky, Big George. Justin, let's start with Elijah Penny coming back. Um, I And we'll get into our free agency plan, but I had uh, a fullback on my free agency plan, obviously not anymore, Anthony Sherman. I thought the Giants should go out, and I've been saying this for years, is go out and get a great blocking fullback, the way the 49ers did with Juice Check, and they spent them all that money, and people are like, LOL, the 49ers are spending all this money on a fullback when teams aren't using the fullback anymore. And I've been I've been preaching this is there even if you don't plan on even if you don't plan on using it, but once every five uh games, you should always carry a fullback because it makes for one, it makes it, it makes it something else the team has to prepare for. But two, it helps in the run game. And we saw teams like the 49ers. The Vikings, uh, the Chiefs, like they use a fullback effectively. And I think Elijah Penny is more of a versatile guy. And I get that Joe Judge is looking for versatile guys. 
but he's not a he's not like a dominant blocker. Uh, he's uh, you know there, there's a better chance of him getting four yards per carry than it is him being a dominant blocker. Yeah, I know you definitely have more of a take, and you're more uh you have you're more invested in the fullback than than I am, and believe me, I am. But I also think that the Giants they're going to be running more out of twelve personnel. Uh, they're going to be running 11 personnel under center, not necessarily even out of the shotgun all the time, right? Don't really think it would be wise for the Giants to go out and spend, you know, maybe a little bit more than what they spent on the Elijah Penny extension to go out and get a talented fullback when you're only going to be using them whenever you're out of 21 personnel and whenever you're only going to be using them out of, you know, when you have, you know, two wide receivers, one tight end, a running back, and your fullback, which I don't really think Jason Garrett's offense It'll call for it occasionally, but it's not going to call for it enough where I'm like, okay, yeah, go out there and be like the 49ers. Go out there and be like the Vikings and spend on a fullback, you know, get a fullback in here that can actually do something that can actually prove to be worth it. I don't think it's worth it. That's basically what it comes down to. I get it. I, I don't think Penny's bad. I just think he's kind of just a guy. Like he's not going to, he's not, yeah, he's not bad like my good friend Shane Smith was. He's just not like a full, look, when you think of fullbacks, he's never going to come to mind. And what you think of more is like, oh, yeah, he used to play tailback. Um, so basically, I mean, I'm not going to throw a fit over. I just didn't like the move because I just think he's just a guy. And I would have, I, I personally wanted the Giants to come in and get a real deal fullback. He retweets me on social media a lot, which is, yeah, he's fun. friendly so, with us. And I, I, so I don't like the bachelor guy, but it's just, I didn't, I didn't want him back on the team, to be honest. V back. You know what, v, you know what the V stands for? Um, Veer. No, that's that's not right. Uh, the V would stand for versatility. He he coined that term last summer, and then I kind of ran with it. So I'm like, okay, anytime you do something good, I'm gonna say V back and tag you in it, and I know you're gonna retweet it. I know you is he retweeted me because he said the coronavirus is is BS, and so I tagged our our <laughs> coworkers John Boy and Jake and said, hey guys, party's back on because we had this par- big party can- uh, planned like the welcome um, into the office. And yeah, he the retweeted Bronx. that, which it didn't make any sense. Yes, the Bronx, which I run, by the way. <laughs> Elijah Penny was a, must have been planning on going to Billy's Bar right by Yankee Stadium this Saturday night. And he's a big fan of John Boy Media. Big yeah, fan. He is. He is. I'll just say <laughs> it right here, Justin. He is the guy that I, we've had lined up for an interview twice on this show. And then when it comes <laughs> time to interview, we don't hear from him. I'm going to put him on blast. So wow. maybe Anthony Sherman would have done that for us. I'm just saying. Hey, if you're if you're listening, if you're listening, Elijah Penny, we love you. We think you're an average football player. V back all day. And hope you can actually come on talking giants one day. Hope Justin, you we get called I get called a homer, but nobody does this. No one calls out players like this like we do. Um so anyway. Oh, Alec Ogletree? Are you kidding? I'm saying like we do. Like Yeah, I know. Re- That's what I'm saying. Lombardo does, but Lombardo's Lombardo. No, but here's the thing. Like, there's a difference between people who try to be objective about things. Like, I think we try to be just objective, and it's not worth being nitpicky and negative all the time. But then people like Lombardo and other people out there, Dunlavy is kind of another guy like that does this too, where you're just negative over everything, 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 and not po- and not finding the positives in anything. There's a difference between that. It's a good line. business model. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, they Big George. Uh, Big George was cut. Uh, he was a lot of people's darling. Some people thought he was going to get a chance to start this year. 
Um, in fact, you know, that conversation I had with Nick Falado when we were talking about Matt Pert, I was like, I like Matt Pert and I like, he, think he has potential, but I was like, I think he's kind of redundant with Big George on the roster because you already got a guy with potential. The thing is, Justin, is he had that concussion in training camp and he was put on IR. Me, you know, just guessing, I thought that they're like, okay, this guy's not going to play this year, so let's just put him on IR so we can use a roster spot on someone who is going to play this year. We could, we could hold on to him. But they cut him. Supposedly he failed a physical. The guy just couldn't get healthy. I don't, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I got the chance to see him kind of up close during training camp last year. Moving well. Moving well. I, I know he was with probably the second and the third teams. He wasn't really getting significant reps during training camp, uh, during last year's training camp. But he was moving well, and he was somebody who I was kind of excited to see. Over the summer, you were like, you just wanted to see him on the field. You just wanted to see him on the field and seeing what he, what he could do. Obviously, because, you know, what, seventh-round pick, you said, Bobby, you're not really, you know, banging, you know, you're not really getting too upset about him being cut and then that not necessarily working out. Yeah. But – just seeing, just seeing the talent on the field, if you did get a chance to actually watch him and see him, and I kind of watched him closely because right tackle was, uh, you know, the hindsight's twenty twenty. Right tackle was probably the position that we were most concerned about heading into 2019. It was actually one of the most stable positions on the team, but it, it sucks that it didn't work out. If you got the chance to see him, you know how you know how you got a little bit of a little bit of excitement from him, but I'm not like distraught. So yeah, and I I you know I remember watching his uh, Kentucky tape. And when they played Mississippi State, he folded Montez Sweat a couple of times. Um, that Kentucky team had a lot of talent. They were good that year. Uh, their quarterback was horrible. He was more just a runner because they had guys like C.J. Conrad, uh, you know, Josh Allen. I mean, they had talent. Uh, Lonnie Johnson as a corner. I think the Giants even had a practice squad corner from them. So he he like folded Montez Sweat, and he had some good moments. And there's there's some potential there. Um, not like. Oh, this guy's going to be something if he could just get the right uh, coaching staff around him. But nonetheless, he's gone. Uh, also, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets brought back for a camp invite either. You know, because we, we this, this is the time of year where you see guys get cut, and you're like, oh, he's cut, and then it comes camp time, and they're on the roster. I would like that. Uh, what? So he so he failed the physical, and that's probably why he got released. So pastor get physical. well, Big George. Yeah, pastor physical, Big George. Should I unfollow him on Twitter to motivate him? Yes. All right, I'm unfollowing him right now. I have his page up. Click, click, unfollowed. I DM'd him once. I said, hey, man, hope everything's going uh, going good health-wise. Haven't heard much. Hope all is well. Blessings. He said, oh, still recovering. Nice. Thanks for asking. That was on December 11th. So still recovering on December 11th. Get better, Big George. You're, you're such a genuine human being. I am. I'll follow you. I'll follow you back if 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 you follow me or if you if you're back on the team but i, I just got to clean up the follower list a little bit all right justin is there any other news besides that the nfl is going to get pushed back and we're going to have just months upon months of speculation yeah uh the giants today just sent home most of their scouts and most of the personnel that actually works in the main building in east rutherford at the actual team facility and they just told all their employees and all the scouts that are going to be traveling to pro days, hey, don't do that. You're not going to be going to any pro days. So the Giants and then also a few other teams, including Washington, they announced that today. So I can imagine more teams are going to be following suit tomorrow and possibly throughout the weekend and early next week. But also something that we might hear by early next week or the end of this week is the fact that 
I really do think the the league, the start of the new year for the league, which would mark you know the beginning of free agency and the beginning of all these moves that teams can make. I really do think that's going to get pushed back. Now that's speculation. I you know I don't hear anything or anything like that. It's just speculation. You know why would teams be tasked with making multi million dollar decisions remotely? And then also these guys would have to come in and they would have to get their physicals if they wanted, you know, to sign their contracts and, you know, they would have to travel. You know, if a guy that's from California and hanging out in California is signing in New York, he would have to take the plane. And that's just no bueno. So I can imagine they're going to push back the start of the new. They're going to push back the start of the new year for the league. Yeah. So I I almost forgot to do this. We have to do giant stories. You ready? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's that's quite the... Quite the transition. <laughs> um, well, I just went through the Instagram stories while you're talking because I forgot. Oh, great. Just for the days. I have everyone else written down. I decided I'm not going to put like, hey, this guy's working out because they're all going to post Instagram stories of them working out. So I figured we'd take that off, cut off some time. Are you ready? And it's keeping – no, it's um, uh, Days of Our Giants. I'll call it what you want, even though I think Giant Stories is a good name. All right. You ready, no, the, Justin? The Days of Our Giants. I just like giant stories. Anyways, let's do it. That's boring. Cody Latimer was at Paxton Lynch's wedding. Man, talk about a first rounder who just did not get a chance. He also was at a Nuggets Bucks game, which was ended up being one of the last NBA games of the season. Unfortunately, Giannis was hurt. So imagine going to a Bucks game and you don't get to see Giannis. Leonard Williams was at an art museum. Corey Ballantyne was in Aruba four-wheeling. Hopefully the corona's not there. Saquon was with the U.S. women's national soccer team. Dayon Buchanan, Marcus Golden, Cream Martin, and Chandler Jones were hanging out doing stuff. Cream Martin no longer with us. Golden Tate was in Hawaii with his family. Julian Love was in the Bahamas. Will Hernandez has a new toilet. I believe it's one that squirts water into your butt. RJ McIntosh was on a rooftop hot tub, but it looked like it was in New York because there was all construction around. Not a very beautiful sight. And Sterling Shepard, while working out, even though I said I wouldn't bring up working out, didn't have cones, so he was stabbing sticks into the ground, which looked super dangerous because it looked like he was going to step on one of the sticks and it go right through his foot. Justin, what, what out of this piqued your interest? Sounds like Cody Latimer's heart is still in Denver. Well, I mean, it's his friend's wedding, and he went to a, 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 Nuggies, a Nuggies game. A Nuggies? A Nuggie? He wanted to see Giannis. Who doesn't want to see Giannis? Now, Giannis got hurt, so he didn't get to go. He didn't get to see him. But he was at Paxton Lynch's wedding. His home is probably in Denver. I mean, he was there for a few years. Is that toilet that Will Hernandez just got, is that actually like a satisfying experience? I don't know. I've never done it. I... I would assume so. I think somebody sent it. I think the company sent it to him for free because he was like posting like the company and stuff with it. Will Hernandez is getting that advertising money. He did a car for a car agency in like central Jersey. Um, He did some commercials with them. And I, you know, now he's getting this free toilet and he's posting on social media. Will Hernandez is getting the big bucks when it comes to these advertisements. He's smart, smart dude. Yeah. What I was R.J. McIntosh was on that hot tub, and I mean, I'm telling you, it was. It looked like the Hudson River was in the background, and then New York on the other side, and just construction all around it. it oh was yeah! A, it oh was yeah! It was a horrible view. Yes, Bobby, I don't know what like what all of that is, but I have friends that go to those. It's like spas, and apparently it's beautiful, and people take pictures outside, and it looks like it's a dump. It's like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> it was horrible. And it looks very sketchy. Look, does look very, very sketchy. I know exactly what you're talking about because I have a lot of friends that do all that stuff. Very, very sketchy. Very, very weird. Never been there. But so many people have been there and so much, so many. Uh, first of all, I think I'm too ugly to go there. I think I'm too ugly and I'm too fat to go to a place like that because only like some of my attractive friends have gone there. But if RJ McIntosh can go there, then I guess maybe I can. May, then maybe I, I guess I can. Are you saying RJ's fat and ugly? Well, and don't and don't don't eh. don't talk about yourself like that. Dang it! And say, gosh darn it, people like me. I got a dad bod. I mean, I recognize it. Whatever you can't. I embrace dad bod it when you're in your twenties. Happy birthday to you, by the way. You celebrated oh, yeah. oh. your birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, on Wednesday. Um, I'm going to be uh putting in a formal complaint. Uh, I'm gonna. I don't know who I have to write. If somebody knows, let me know. Let me know. Uh, leave a five star rating in the Apple Podcast app and let me know who I can write to about postponing my birthday. Because I would rather not have my birthday when a global pandemic is occurring. Yep, yep. Hopefully next year we'll we'll be all right on that. Um, just don't yep. eat bats, like I was saying before. All right, let's take a break and we'll get into our free agency plans. Sucks if you're Ozzy Osbourne. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, let's talk about free agency. Little disclaimer. Yeah, we're putting our plans together and we figured it out money-wise. But this is Madden style. And this isn't like we have to go and get these players. In fact, we did ours a little different on purpose so we could talk about more players. Um, and these are going to be extremely irrelevant once we do start signing players. Because, I, I mean, we're going to maybe sign two of these people on our list, Justin. I'd be surprised if, like, one of our lists has three people. Besides, like, the minimum guys that are expecting to bring them back. So, Justin, are you ready? I am very ready, very excited, and basically, like Bobby said, these are our lists. This is what we would do, and why I think this is going to be fun is that we're not predicting what the Giants will do, and we're not telling the Giants what they should do, but this is just our list after, you know, uh, Bobby Bobby likes to look at film. I like to look at some film, but a little bit more of the stats-wise, so these are just some guys that we found, and uh, I'm excited, Bobby. Let's do it. Let's do it. First on my list, and I think he's first on your list too, Justin. We're going yes. big. We're going big. We're going big, big game hunting. And we're going after the cornerback from the Dallas Cowboys, Byron Jones. Might get a, a contract of $18 million. 14.1 is what his AAV is at, according to Spot Rack. I mean, we've talked about the guy. He's a beast. He doesn't get targeted because he shuts down half a field. And when he does get targeted, he's got good advanced stats. The only knock on him is he doesn't get interceptions, which I get. I think it's a valid thing to say. But if that's your only thing about him, then you're going to love this guy because he's going he's gonna to shut down a receiver. And Justin, I went and watched him play against Michael Thomas and the Saints, and he shut him down. I went and watched him play against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and they, hit, they had nothing to go at him. I mean, look at his, inv- his advanced stats. He had 64 targets, which was like lowest in the league, uh, 53.1 completion percentage for 395 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, the guy was a beast. Yeah, I mean, when a guy, when a guy's the number one corner on the team, Bobby, and he's only being targeted 64 times, you have to go to the snap count and you have to check, is this guy actually playing like most of the season? And Byron Jones, yes, he was playing most of the season. He missed one game, but he got 85% of the team's total snaps from this season. Bobby, I mean, there's just nothing much more to say rather than what you just basically gave out. You combine the film, you combine the stats. The dude's good. 
<laughs> the and dude is good. And he's 27 years old. I mean, he's a former first-round pick, so it's not like he just had a, a good couple of years. I mean, the guy's a beast. Um, he's and he's he's not going to be. He's not like a a, a Darrell Revis corner where it's just fun to watch him. He's kind of boring to watch because they just don't throw at him. He really is a boring corner to watch. You can keep up with everybody. I mean, he's just and from everything that we hear, he's like a great locker room guy too, which is hard to find in Dallas. Yeah, so he's number one on both. Uh myself and your list however uh so this is what we would do this is what we would do however i do feel the giants are going to go after Jadavion Clowney, which you're a little bit more against Clowney than i am i said i'd be cool with Clowney. he just he's just my big i think he's the biggest risk in free agency yeah and byron jones is literally the opposite of a risk and i think that's why he's number one on both of our lists because Literally, this guy, there is almost no risk of bringing him on because of how reliable he has been throughout his entire pro career. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been nothing but a beast. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm big on Byron Jones. I don't know how much more there's we can talk about him as far as a corner. But, yeah, I think he's just, I think he's got to be the number one. One, he's the he's safest, good. and I think he brings the most to this team. If, like, Clowney, and I know sacks are a huge debate, and but I believe sacks are important, you know? And the fact that Clowney hasn't had more than nine in a season, it makes me not want to pay him $20 million a year because that shows that he's not the best at the position. He's really good. He gets double teamed a lot for an edge player. Um, he's good in the run. But if I'm going to pay $20 million for an edge guy, you got to be like top five in your position. And Clowney's just not that. Yeah, Clowney certainly can be. I think if you if he gets in more of a stable environment and hopefully – you know, if he can play next to a guy like Leonard Williams, who does get doubled a lot, you, know, you can only double team so many guys. So hopefully Clowney, if Clowney and Blue playing next to Leonard Williams, that would make me salivate a little bit. But Bobby, let's just like, let's just say this Byron Jones or Jadavion Clowney coming to the team, which guy transforms the team more just by that one signing guy? Do you feel like transforms the team more Clowney or Jones? Ah. Uh... Because I think if, this if, this 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 answer is simple for me. Really, I think if they're at their best and like and they're both healthy, uh, I think Clowney actually um, because of the the defensive linemen they're there, and we're going to talk about Leonard Williams with Dexter Lawrence. I think it turns that defensive line from like it it turns it into a really good unit, especially if you bring in another guy on the edge. It makes it easy for inside linebackers. Where Byron Jones is going to shut down part of the field, and I'm super high on him. But I think if you're getting both at their best, I probably would go Clowney. I just don't know if you're going to get Clowney at your best. I mean, there's rumors of him taking plays off. I don't watch every every game of Clowney, so I can't attest to that. Um, he has played hurt um, as long as missing um, a few games here and there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Clowney at his best. But I just I don't expect Clowney to be at his best, especially once he gets paid. I'm not going to fully disagree with you, but signing Byron Jones – and bringing a guy like Jones in, that transforms this secondary, and it transforms what I feel is the most important need on this team right now. You can point to interior linebacker. You can point to, obviously, the Giants do need an edge rusher. But number one corner, I think that's so, so, so important to the success of your football team. A guy like Jenkins, he was kind of underrated at certain points. You saw that when Jenkins and Baker were working well together, you saw that, hey, you know, it, it kind of it kind of worked and it was kind of fun. But then the games that Jenkins was bad, it was terrible. 
you look to that Tampa Bay game. The games that where Baker was bad, it was bad and it was terrible, and that was the reason why we lost football games last year, not necessarily because Alec Ogletree was bad or not necessarily because the edge rushers couldn't get pressure on the quarterback. It was because the Giants were allowing big passing plays left and right, left and right, left and right. And if Byron Jones can come in here, this transforms the entire Entire defense. If Jadavion Clowney comes in, it's a great, okay, we have our edge rusher, but we still have this problem of the Giants allowing these huge passing plays, and there's nobody that we can really rely on in terms of covering wide receivers. So that that gaping hole would still be there. And that's why I think Byron Jones makes the most sense. If you're going to throw $18 million at somebody, you know, even throwing close to $20 million, we've talked about how the cap is a very fluid situation. You know, fingers crossed that this new CBA gets approved so the Giants can overspend a little bit without a lot of, uh, without much consequence two, three years from now. Byron Jones just makes the most sense, Bobby. Yeah, Byron Jones. But let me, let me play the advocate just for, for, for like, as you said, like they need a number one corner. Some people might think that DeAndre Baker um, will be the number one corner. And I'm, I'm, I think he has that potential. He didn't show me, he showed improvement and he got dogged a lot more than he should have been. But he didn't show enough improvement to where he'd be the number one corner. But it's not like I'm not going to tell you you're wrong if you're like, hey, DeAndre Baker, the things he needs to work on, he will get better and be a number one corner. But even with that, though, Justin, you still got Sam Beal, Corey Ballantyne on the other side, and you just can't trust that. So it's not even like, oh, you need no. a number one corner. Is you need another outside corner. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just I, I think Corey Ballantyne has talent. Sam Beal, I'm not so high on. Shout out, Big Blue Kickoff Live. I'm just not putting my faith into those guys. So that is that is a reason why, too, I think it's a bigger need. I think inside linebacker, people say the – talk about the value of a running back. I think the value of the inside linebacker is a is a whole, like, different con, uh, discussion than that. Um, not to say Isaiah Simmons can't make a huge impact. But anyways, I think Byron Jones is the guy, so I'm not going to fight against you too much. You know how we said a couple weeks ago when we talked about the offensive line and we talked about Nate Solder – and you had the point of it's irresponsible to just simply put Nate Solder and consider Nate Solder as the starting left tackle in 2020 without exploring a possible alternative. It's almost just as irresponsible if if the Giants were to just consider DeAndre Baker being their number one corner heading into 2020 without exploring alternatives. It's almost just as irresponsible as just penciling in Nate Solder as our left tackle. Like, Bobby, that would be a near fireable offense of Dave Gettleman if Day one heading into 2020, oh, our starting cornerbacks are DeAndre Baker's our number one, and then maybe we find somebody else in free agency, and then here's Corey Ballantyne and Sam Beal as our as our backups, which I know I'm not complaining about them as our backups, but that's a bad, bad look. So yeah, Byron Jones. I some people <laughs> might say too, like, hey, go get Jadavion Clowney and get someone like Chris Harris or, or another, you know, fill in the blank with corner that you like that's not gonna garner the that's money. Expensive. Jones, Jones that's is expensive. That's expensive though. How how expensive do you have off? Like, what 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 do you think like uh, Chris Harris would go for? And I'm, I'm Chris not, Harris is not, not Chris Harris is not gonna Chris Harris is not gonna get much less money than Byron Jones. Oh well, I, I I'm I'm I didn't know that. I'm, I'm, I, Clowney Clowney is gonna get more now. If I'm now if I'm wrong and I'm a stupid idiot, let me know and I could be. But Clowney is gonna get more than Byron Jones, and then Chris Harris is a guy that's gonna get you know not much less. He's gonna get less. But it's not going to be much less than Clowney. So overall, it's not going to be much less than Jones. Excuse me. So overall, those are two guys, and you are spending a decent, decent penny on two guys. When during this free agency, I feel like 
and, and the way that we have our own free agent plan set up, we kind of want to address a lot of different holes. And especially for me, it's on the defensive side of the ball. So, Bobby, do you want to do you want to push forward? Yeah. Do you have Leonard Williams on your next? Because he is my second biggest contract on the list. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Williams is my next contract, and I'm I'm looking at him at around twelve to thirteen million a year. Yeah, the spot rack has him at nine, but we all know we're not. You got you and Anthony did a great job of talking about his contract. We're not going to get into that, but you they're bringing him back. He's coming back. Jordan Raynon said that they're going to tag him. Now he gave himself like twenty outs in that tweet, so I'm not putting too much like like earnest into that because I mean we did the same thing last year with Landon Collins, where all the beat guys told us Landon Collins was being franchise tagged. Right. Um, I mean, it's literally the exact same thing. But Rain on in fact the tweet kind of made me laugh. I'm not taking shots at Rain but let me pull it up because it was it was kind of funny. Because he just like he reported it, but he just like was like, But if I'm wrong, you guys can't get mad at me. But this said, is also you're you're talking about the transition tag. You're not just talking about the franchise tag. Sure. What I believe the transition tag is is the Giants, if a team offers a contract for Leonard Williams and he wants to accept that contract. The Giants have the opportunity to match that contract um, and to match that salary, and then therefore bringing him back in blue. So it's it's kind of it's kind of like allowing the market to decide his value, and then the Giants can match that if they please. Which is kind of the best case scenario. Like that is kind of the best thing you can do. I don't know why teams don't use it more. Honestly, I, I don't know. Uh, I found it. it. It was in an article. He said, barring a last minute deal or something crazy. Anything is possible these days. Leonard Williams will get tagged. The likelihood is the transition tag. This is my informed. Uh, never mind. I didn't read the last sentence. He said it's my informed opinion on one of the Giants top. Informed opinion. He's basically. I think it's based off of what he hears. It's his informed opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> this is not. I guess it's not reporting anything because he gave himself like 20 outs. Anyways, I mean, you bring Leonard Williams back. He's a good player. He draws double teams. He makes plays. That being said, and I know people harp on the sacks, and I don't blame them, honestly. Like, you do need to put sack numbers up. He's had the sacks there in the past. I mean, you know, he had a, a seven-sack year um, where he forced two fumbles and had 11 tackles for a loss. Um, he had, uh, you know, a five-sack year. So he has had sacks. It's not like he averages, you know, one sack per year. But with that contract, and I get that sacks are not everything, but he needs to get there and finish too. Because I remember there's one, maybe his best QB hit was against Aaron Rodgers on a 40-yard completion. So I get that there's more to sacks, but you got to get sacks too, and especially if we're giving you this huge contract, uh, Big Cat. Well, Bobby, I think you would know this probably better than I would. Three, four defensive ends, they're not they're defensive tackles. to... Yeah, they're not, they're not even expected to go out and get those sacks. So think of so I know you you hear defensive end, and I know we're so accustomed to the four three system of JPP Tuck Strahan OC. You hear defensive end, you want to associate defensive end with those guys. Three this four is defensive totally, end is a defensive tackle. This is a totally different position. So instead of thinking of instead of comparing Leonard Williams and his position to OC Tuck Strahan, you compare him to Fred Robbins. You compare him to Barry Cofield. You compare him to Linville Joseph. That's the role that he's playing. And the fact that he is getting to the quarterback so much, he's taking up so much space on that defense, you know, for a guy, and you know, this, you know, kind of spoiler alert, this is a guy that's next on my list. Marcus Golden was one of the guys that really benefited from Leonard Williams getting double teamed so much because Marcus Golden faced a ton of one-on-one matchups throughout the entire 2019 season. You know, don't 
fault Marcus Golden for the fact that, oh, he didn't face double teams that often, or don't fault Marcus Golden just because he got a lot of pressures on the quarterback that were that came from being unblocked. Like, that's something that PFF is holding against Marcus Golden. Don't do that. Celebrate that for Leonard Williams. <laughs> you know, Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, David Tomlinson, they're eating all of this space, and that's a good thing. I think Leonard Williams is, deserves this contract. I think if you put him in blue for 16 games, and if he can continue with the same pace that he was towards the end of the 2019 season, which he played eight games in blue, if Leonard Williams played 16 games in blue in 2019, Bobby, I think fans are saying, bring this guy back. But because he played half the season, because it, the trade was bad, and we know the trade was bad, uh, fans don't want him back and fans don't like him. So it's a shame. It really is a shame because he's such a good player. Yeah, he is a good player. And so we both got him coming back. Justin, who is next on your list? I have Marcus Golden. Uh, and, you know, call me call me biased. Uh, Marcus Golden, friend of the program. Marcus Eberhardt, his father, Marcus Golden's father, friend of the program. I have his annual average value of $11 million, which is definitely more than maybe he'll get. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. But, Bobby, I was looking at other available edge rushers and specifically other top available edge rushers. Dante Fowler was somebody that kind of piqued my interest a little bit. But just looking at the film, looking at the stats, looking at the snap, you know, taking into account the snap share and how often they were knocking down the quarterback, how often these guys were getting pressures. I even looked at a guy like Van Noy. Marcus Golden just makes more sense to me. He really performed well in blue. 44 QB pressures last year, Bobby. That's a lot. That's a lot. And pro football reference, this is not from pro football focus. Pro football reference underestimates quarterback pressures. So Marcus Golden really performed well. He has showed that whenever he hasn't had a torn ACL or the year coming off of a torn ACL, he has shown a great, great ability to get to the quarterback. And I think this year was probably his best year that he had against the run. I understand the grades aren't there if you look for pro football focus. I understand that. But not a lot of our listeners like pro, fo- pro football focus. So screw them. I Marcus Golden should be in blue. And I really, really liked him this year. Think he should be back. Think he deserves the money. So. Marcus Golden is on my list. I'm not going to talk about him because he he originally was on my list. In fact, Elijah Penny being signed instead of going out and spending money on a guy like Anthony Sherman, spending like four million on Sherman, puts Golden on my list. And I will just I'll say why he gets back on my list because okay, so we're like oh well that only makes three mil. I had Case Keenum at four mil. You know I just, I I just put it around there. He might get way less than that, but I, I just I over I overestimated this, so it wasn't like a fantasy football. Um, so I, I just like, all right, with not getting a fullback, you have, you know, this extra money. So I cut case Keenum. We'll go, we'll run with, we'll ride with Alex Tanny or some other minimum, uh, contract guy and we'll get Marcus Golden. So Marcus Golden's on my list because, and I went and revisited it because I was watching other players and I was like, I need to go back and watch Marcus Golden to remind myself who he is as a player because it's been. You know, it's been it's been two two months since I watched Marcus Golden on the film, and man, he he was good. He wasn't just a cover sack. And someone someone in my replies made a a, a really funny point. They're like, because everyone says Marcus Golden had coverage sacks. It's like, man, if you can if you could get ten coverage sacks with the Giants' coverage, like I I just don't think it's a, it's possible to have ten <laughs> coverage sacks when the Giants' coverage was probably the worst in the league. I mean, they it was just flat out horrible. You know, so if those are all coverage sacks. I just think we need to reevaluate this team as a whole. So I went Marcus Golden. But next on my list, 
is a guy who I was going back and forth with, like him, Marcus Golden, him, Marcus Golden. And his Patriots linebacker, Kyle Van Noy. He doesn't have the sexiest numbers, but I went and watched him play, man. And he's productive. He has a good move. He has a good muscle motor. He is he plays extremely smart, Justin. I mean, he's really smart. Um, something little I noticed, I've never seen a player run stunts. And if you don't know what a stunt is, it's when uh say like a defensive end, you got a defensive end and a defensive tackle. Say the the defensive uh tackle will go to the edge instead of like just straight up. And then the defensive end will loop around. Van Noy, man. I mean, I've never seen someone run tighter stunts than than uh, than he does. You can play him on the inside a little bit. Uh, he was mostly on the edge, but he you could play him at inside. He's pretty good in coverage. Um, I was I was a big fan of when I watched him. I mean, a guy who dropped in coverage a decent amount had only nine targets over him. Although I really don't trust these um, advanced stats when it comes to linebackers because I just I don't know how they you know, categorize what's a target. His total stats for the year were uh, 56 tackles, six and a half sacks, uh, and 15 QB hits. So not the greatest in numbers, but I thought it was pretty good for a guy um, who wasn't like, you know, like the focal point of that defense where they they play guys out. I mean, his snap count, he was in, um, he was in about 80% of the time. So I, I like Kyle Van Noy. I think there's uh, some familiarity there with Joe Judge. I don't want to bring someone in just for familiarity's sake. But he loves Joe Judge. I mean, he's talked about it. I like Kyle Van Noy, and I would love to have him on the team. And him and Marcus Gordon the same age. So when you bring up that he's 29, um, bring, uh, remember that. All right, you want to move forward? Yes. Who is your next guy on the list? We're going to go rapid fire through these. My next guy on the list is Jordan Jenkins from the Jets. He is 25 years old. He is an edge rusher. And Bobby... I'm giddy. If there's one guy on this list, and if there's one guy that's on the lower, like I'm done giving out big contracts. You know, my big contracts were my big three were Byron Jones, Leonard Williams, and Mark Skolton. Those are the big three contracts. Uh, so now the rest of these free agents are going to kind of be like under under the radar, um, underrated guys. And Jordan Jenkins is one of them, man. And I'm kind of I'm kind of invested in him. Kind of invested. Don't know if it's going to happen. Probably not going to happen. But what I really liked what I saw both with the stats and on the film. So he had eight sacks this year in 2019 with a 52% snap share. He With a 59% snap share in 2018, he had seven sacks. So he's been pretty consistent the last two years. Uh, he had a total of 16 QB pressures this year, 22 QB pressures the previous year. Bobby, just know that he's productive. He's productive. He mostly is a situational pass rusher with the Jets because uh, even I, I was rewatching that Baltimore Ravens game where the Jets absolutely got demolished by the Ravens, and he kind of struggled a little bit in the run game, didn't really set the edge very well, but in pass rushing situations, he combines both speed and power. One of the things that I watch when I'm watching edge rushers is do they have multiple moves? Do they rely on a hand swipe? Do they rely solely on their speed? Or can they combine multiple moves? Can they combine aspects of speed and power? And Jordan Jenkins definitely does that. He's almost 200 and he, yeah, no, he is 260 pounds. So even though, you know, I, I he, he, wore, he wears the number 48. So I feel like, you, you automatically look 10 pounds lighter if you have a number that's like almost in the 40s or the 50s. That's very true. That's, like, that's a great point. It's honestly true. Your number does really tell how you look. Like offensive tackles, wear number 77 or like a number in the 50s. If you wear 64, it just makes you look so much fatter. 
Yeah. So even though George, George might have got worse, cut for wearing number 64. <laughs> yeah, so even though he wears 48, you know, he's 260 pounds, so he's not a small guy. I feel like that's a good that's a good size for a guy on the edge. So Bobby, I'm invested. Uh he he's been productive in in green despite the limited snap share. Hopefully, if the Giants sign him, they can kind of get him on a Marcus Golden deal, maybe a one- or two-year deal, and he can complement Golden, Ocean, Eximenez, and Lorenzo Carter well. I feel like he would be a, a, a nice addition to the team. Yeah, I said I was going to go watch film on him, Justin. I did not. If we got if we sign him, I'll watch more film than anybody on this cat, but I just I decided, you know what? I'm going to stick with my list because our lists don't matter. They're literally Madden lists. All right, Justin. Next on my list is going to piss people off this is the bobby pisses people off show i'm going linebacker double down in, on dallas cowboys defenders at four and a half mil i'm bringing it over sean lee baby you can bring up the injuries you can bring up whatever but if the giants are going to get a linebacker in the draft say it's isaiah simmons you don't need him to be a number one guy and it he kind of is almost like a bridge for ryan Connolly to come back and to not have to work like crazy. And guess what, Justin? They play with that same aggressive style. They're both good in coverage. Sean Lee was good. I mean, and I, I he was good in 2019. Now, he, he got some playing time when Leighton Vander Esch went down. He also got to play against one of the best linebackers in the NFL and Jalen Smith. But he was good when he had his time. He was good in coverage. He plays aggressive. He's extremely smart. I get that he's 33 years old, but you bring him back on a one-year contract, he's got some familiarity there with Jason Garrett. I'm all in on bringing uh, Sean Lee. And partly, Justin, is I went and watched the top inside linebackers, and I'm just, I'm not sold on any of them. And I might have some like trauma because of Alec Ogletree making all that money, but I, I'm in on the Sean Lee uh, train. Yeah, uh, Sean Lee is certainly a, a veteran presence that we do need on this team. Now, granted, I know uh, when Giants fans hear veteran presence, the mind automatically jumps to a goal, like a guy like Bethea. But he's been like Jonathan good. Stewart. Yeah, but he Sean Lee has not only been good, but let's not undermine the value of, you know what? You know, Eli Manning is gone. Nate Solder is about to be gone. You know, the Giants do need veteran people who are guys who are veterans on this football team. They do. And Sean Lee would definitely be a nice little addition. Now, I would love Sean Lee if the plan was to eventually, you know, work him to be a rotational guy with these interior linemen. That is so my we're plan. Relying, right, yes. Is, so is you, relying, have, you draft Isaiah Simmons or Patrick Queen or whatever linebacker you like in the draft. Ryan Connolly is coming back from a torn ACL, and you kind of let those guys, like, both play. And then if Ryan Connolly looks, if, if Connolly looks good and ready, then you just throw Connolly in there and you have Sean Lee as a backup. And that is a position, yeah. though, where – like I always say, inside linebacker, if you start the season at practice squad, get ready to start a game because it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm also going to go to another linebacker. Now, I'll tell you what, Pro Football Reference has this guy as an outside linebacker. I think he's more of an interior linebacker. Jamie Collins from New England. So we both have New England linebackers on our free agent list. Now, Jamie Collins, he's 30 years old. He's not going to be demanding top dollar like Schobert, Blake Martinez, and Corey Littleton are. I would put Jamie Collins probably right under those three. However, it, I would put Jamie Collins under those three in terms of salary. However, 
I do think Jamie Collins is better, definitely better than Blake Martinez, and you can make an argument that he's better than Joe Sherbert, the guy that just got released from Cleveland. Bobby, he had seven sacks, and Did I think that's partially why. Sherbert. Did I say Sherbert? Sounded like you said Sherbert, which is a weird it's, treat. It, whatever. Whatever. Uh, oh, oh. Sherbert. Sherbert is with Joe Sherbert. I like whoa, the. Whoa. I like saying Sherbert. Like, all right. Here's. I want to see how old are you. Do you, Do you ever have a Furby? I know who Fergie is. Fergalicious. Do you know what a Furby? Do you know what a Furby is? Nope. Hit me. It was the weirdest little thing, and it was huge for a while when I was a kid. It was these like little gremlin looking things. It was like a bird. It was like just like a bird's head, basically. And it was big, and it would just start speaking. It was speaking in the middle of the night, and it would go, "Feed me." And it was just really weird. And and Furby. So every time I hear Sherbert, I think of Sherbert. I don't know. This is a weird story. That doesn't that doesn't sound that doesn't sound like a, a horror movie. They're weird. Um I wish I could show you my screen. Hold on, I'm gonna pull up I'm gonna pull up a a, a Furby commercial. I don't like it. I hate you for derailing this conversation. Furby. All right. I hate you for derailing. I hate you for derailing this conversation. I really do. Ja- Jamie I just Collins. Gave a lot of uh, nostalgia. You gave a lot of people nostalgia. You also probably caused a lot of people to click off. <laughs> so you did two different. You did two different I things. I already for did many that earlier when I told them to not eat bats. Oh, that's true. Yeah, if you're if you're here after after our coronavirus conversation, then you're here. You're here. You're not going anywhere. But <laughs> Jamie Collins, seven sacks. He lined up both as an edge rusher and an interior linebacker, which you saw a lot of those Patriot linebackers do. It's kind of fun to watch how Van Noy, he would go from both being an interior linebacker to an edge rusher, and then Dante Hightower would do the same thing. Jamie Collins did the same thing. So versatile in that regard, which is something that you like. You like how there is a guy, you know, we're not telling a rookie that he has to be versatile. We're telling a guy, hey, you're 30 years old. You've done this before in the past. You've been successful. Something that he may be able to do with the Giants, which would be fun. He had a stint in Cleveland for 2017 and 2018. 18, where Bill Belichick shipped him off to Cleveland and he did not have a good couple years, but then he came back to New England and he is kind of rejuvenated and he's revitalized his career. He is a free agent this year and I would very much like to see him in blue. He is an athletic freak, Bobby. That is one thing. Don't let this 30-year-old and don't let, you know, oh, this guy's a little bit older. This guy's a veteran. Don't let that fool you. I saw some videos where he was doing backflips off of uh, off of uh, sleds. <laughs> At training camp, the dude is an athletic, athletic freak, and I'm kind of all in on Jamie Collins. Hmm. Give him a two-year, give him a two-year deal, two-year deal. Let's see if Billy lets him go. All right, Justin, how many more people do you have that are making more than like a million and a half per year? Two. I, I mean, I just have three guys left on my list. Okay, That's perfect. I have three so do guys. I. The rest of my guys are making a million dollars or less. The first on that list is Amir. Abdullah, he was the running back that everybody loved coming out of uh, Nebraska. Nebraska, Nebraska Cornhusker, great. He's fast. I mean that that boy fast. He's fast. He kind of got forgot. You know, Detroit drafted him, and you know he was all like his first couple years were good. He had injury. Actually, not his first couple years. He had good numbers, but he was injured, and we missed fourteen games in twenty sixteen. Um, 
Last year with Minnesota, he was their third running back, so only got 23 carries, but he averaged five yards a pop. I mean, we saw him get a couple uh, nice runs against us. I think he's a perfect scat back for having Saquon out. Um, he's a guy that it can at least make plays where it's not like Wayne Gallman where it's like, hey, just where Wayne Gallman just runs straight. Amir Abdullah, you know you can do things with him and have him make plays. Uh, I want to bring him in as backup competition for Wayne Gallman. Uh, I think I think he's a good player, and I think backup running back is cannot it cannot simply be Wayne Gallman's job, and there's no competition for it. I'm a big fan of that. Nebraska Cornhuskers, favorite college team, Amir Abdullah, come to, come to the come to the Giants. We'll like Your that. Your favorite college team is Nebraska. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you didn't you know weirdo? this. In the '90s, they uh, all they did was basically they just ran the ball. They ran the ball. And growing up, I was an offensive lineman, That's your so favorite I team, would watch team that like just ran the ball. I know, ironic, right? Um, <laughs> they, I'm surprised you're not a Texas line, Tech fan, honestly. Yeah, the offensive line would just be an awesome, cohesive group, and I don't know, I just, I just loved them. They, they took care of business in the '90s. Yeah, and then Miami smacked that ass. Who's my favorite team? So fuck it. That was weird. That was weird how you framed that. They smacked that ass. That was weird. That's what they did. I didn't enjoy it. That's what they did. Yeah, I and- bet you a Nebraska fan didn't enjoy it. <laughs> you son of a gun. You brought it back. No, I didn't bring it back. I'm using a different computer, so I have to. It's like it's like the sound the sound bites that they give you automatically, and that's yeah. one of them. So. Okay. Okay. All right. Go on to your next guy. Resign David Mayo. Yeah, I guess. We need bodies at interior linebacker. I have him. At, I have him at one million on the dot. All right, I can live with it. He sucks though. He needs to be our fourth linebacker. I'm fine with that. Fourth linebacker. All right, David Mayo. Next on my list, Scott Simonson, third tight end. Um, you bring him in on a minimum with Red Ellison gone. Um, this was just kind of throw in there. Uh, so Scott Simon, eight hundred thousand. Next. Matthew Slater, wide receiver, special teams guy. Michael Thomas could be gone. And also, we need more bodies at wide receiver. So, uh, Matthew Slater, come back to Joe Judge. Hey, special teams, baby. Special teams. All right, last on my list, Corey Coleman. Get, come on, come bring him back on another minimum year, minimum deal. Give him a shot. Who do you got now? Yeah, even even with the even with the ACL? I mean, you might, uh, on a minimum contract, you might as well. No, yeah, there's no, I, no I would harm be, in that. I'd be a huge fan of bringing Corey Coleman back next year because that's when you usually see the best production out of guys two years removed from we'll an Let him rehab injury. with us for $800,000. How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love, love that deal. Um, this guy that I have, this is the final guy on my list. Actually, I mean, it's the final guy that I actually have, like, substantially. I have actually center with a question mark next to <laughs> as the final person as the final thing on my list that we need to address. Yeah, so knowing the centers, to be honest, knowing know in my brain that after I say this person, I have center with the question mark. Now, this isn't to say go out and sign a top tier center, but you know because Jalapio is coming off of inju- of an injury, and we just simply we need depth at offensive line. Exploring a backup center option may not be the worst thing ever. But the final guy that I have on my list on my list is Darquise Denard. Darquise fun name. Denard. Is I I'm saying Darquise because that's more fun. That is insensitive and it's insensitive. Borderline racist, honestly. Yeah, you know what? Well, 
pronunci- pronunciation isn't my isn't my strong suit. I do not have his pro football focus, his pro football reference page up right now, but I will go off of the top of my head. Darquezy, Dar- whoop, see, I just did it again. Darquez Denard is probably Dark-queasy. where did you Darquezy. So how little do you think of his parents that they named him Darquezy? I'm calling him that if he signs. Um, no, no matter what, no matter where he signs, I'm gonna follow him for the rest of his career and call him that. <laughs> Just reply. He's with good. Little he's videos. a slot. He, he's a slot corner. He's a guy that hasn't played 16 games in a couple years, but that's why I think he's going to come cheap. He played nine games last year. Started in five. Uh, he. God, God damn it! Let me pull up his pro football, pro football reference page. I can't do this on top of my head. I apologize, Bobby. Who's the last person on your list? And then I'll, I'll then I'll go back to Darkweezy. I'm done. Oh, you're done? Yeah. Oh wow. So this is just so this is just solely on me. Bad guy move. Bad guy move. All right, here we are. I cut him off. Yeah, that's right. So in, in nine games last year, he allowed less than a fifty percent completion percentage allowed. His yards per target was five point four. He had uh he only allowed one touchdown, seventy four point five quarterback rating. We need a slot corner. Let, let you know just point blank, we need a slot corner. Uh, this guy has played slot before. This guy has also expressed that he's actually wanted a decent amount of money. But over the years, Me he too. has not played a ton of yeah, – yeah, yeah, join the party. But he hasn't had a single year in his entire career. 2017 was the highest snap count that he's got in his entire career with the Cincinnati Bengals with 78%. 2019, he played 46% of the snaps. 2018, he played 60 But if you turn on the film, he's not as good as Grant Haley is in the run game because Grant Haley is pretty much elite in the run game if you're talking about corner-wise. But he's physical. He's not afraid to stick his head in places um, in terms of getting involved in the run game. But also, he has very good numbers against the pass. And he does, like I said, we need bodies in, in the secondary. And we need bodies. We need a slot corner. So uh, this guy's 28, by the way. And I think, you know, again, low-risk deal. Bring him in. I would be happy with it. All right. So that concludes our free agency plan. Justin, why don't we do online planning right now? The, the free agency is going to get delayed. So what do we do next week? Uh, we could do some. Should I don't do- want to. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it because I don't want to give away. If there's any content creators that are listening to this, I don't. I honestly do not want to give away. They do be stealing. Some, some they f- hey, they do be stealing. No, I really, I really don't want to give away some things that we have in mind because we actually do have, or, or I'll say we, we and myself, I thought of some really interesting things for content-wise for slow episodes and slow days, and we initially intended that to be during the summer, but I think it's very. Just know if you're a Talking Giants listener. We have some very, very unique things planned if things are going to get delayed, and they probably will. We have some very fun things planned. I'm it's gonna involve it's gonna involve uh it's gonna involve a decent amount of prep on our end, on Bobby and myself's end, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. And it's different, it's unique. Nobody has done this before, and I'm excited for all the things that we do have planned. I'm dying without basketball. I need basketball. I need basketball. I need it. SpongeBob. The Nets. We just beat the Lakers. We're on this West Coast trip. I need basketball. I've been watching. Hey, your your spin zone though. Your spin zone. Oh yes. Do you want to share spin this? Zone. This was the first thing when uh, someone texted in the group chat that um, my stuff is NBA ending. Suspended. And my my spin zone immediately is like that gives Kevin Durant more time to get ready for the playoffs. Why not? Why not mess around and have the Nets win a championship? How about that? Let's mess around. Why I know not mess a lot around of our do it. Hey, hey! I'll I'll say this: a lot of our listeners, the majority, are Knicks fans. 
I will say the way that Woj phrased that tweet and then later on said there was more teams that uh, had the same thoughts as the Knicks. That was that was dumb. And I actually thought uh, that was the best plan is either play no games or play with fans. No, no games without fans there. That just doesn't make any sense for anyone. Basketball is also just a gross game. It's gross. Uh, I mean, we talk about football, and that's kind of like the grossest. Well, remember how I mean, remember how Steve Nash would like lick his palms and then he would touch the ball. And it was like it was just an instinctual I've thing. I've seen less miles eat just... grass. Oh God. Sweat. The people just sweat. They sweat from their shoulders. They sweat from everywhere. And it just it gets in your oh God. Dude, that, I, I, you, I just, you just can we, can we end the show? every sport, basically. Besides no, but baseball. I mean, at least football, football, I feel like there's a barrier where I'm not like, I'm not touching you. I don't know, man. I mean, there if, was if this anything, one disgusting I'm getting... dude on my team, and I literally, I hated blocking him in practice. I wouldn't, I would never do a good job blocking him in practice. I just didn't like touching him. And when you're practicing, you have, did, less, did smell? you have less gear on. Oh yeah, he stunk. I think he stank. His name was Mike. Oh, shout him out. Should I say his last name? Put him name? on blast. Mike, no, do not say his last name. Mike Lanford. Nope. Oh, I maybe I think I have to edit that out. He doesn't listen. He's an Eagles fan. How about that? Leave him in. No, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll leave him in then. All right, all right. So leave we're him. we're ending the show. We'll be back next week. Yeah, uh, with whatever we're doing, whatever. Listen, hey, whatever, whatever's going on, just know we're gonna dominate, and people are gonna copy. All right, we appreciate you guys. See you on the other side. Hey, hey, hey. If nobody told you. Wash your hands. I love people giving advice online. It's like, we got it, man. Like, I didn't need your your advice. All right, wash your hands. Um, and enjoy, enjoy your weekend of no sports. Except for NASCAR. Watch NASCAR. All right, we'll see you guys Woo! next week. Let's go Big Blue. <laughs>